Contact Center Focus, the Reality Training Podcast. Wonderful, lovely new music by Charlie Morell. And welcome, listeners, to Contact Center Focus. So this is a new podcast for anyone, anywhere in the world, who plies their trade within a contact center. And you may be just starting out on your journey, you may be leading, managing, or you may be an advisor. We're going to talk about that term a bit more. So let's pass to Bobby. Do you want to let our listeners know what our episode is going to focus on? So today's edition is all about recruiting the right contact center people. And we are going to look at this from the angle of people who've been working and training people in contact centers for years and years now. There's a really big question. So as a recruiter of these people, is this a sales job or is it a service job? That's the thing we're really going to think about on this episode because I think quite often as the advisor or the manager who's doing this interview, we can lose sight of the type of job that we are trying to fill. And I think from the person who's looking for this job, they need to understand the right skills they're going to have, uh, either innately or be trained in, which are going to make them successful. So let's first of all think about the recruiter. So let's imagine that we're running a contact center and we want to recruit people to work within it. Jeremy, let's just think more broadly about that whole task. I'll tell you the size of the task because... Just in here in the UK, and if you're listening from abroad, listening from the United States, I think the numbers are considerably bigger. But according to Contact Babel, there's 6,225 contact centres just in the UK. Now, even if we apply a simple number that each of these buildings, virtual or working from home, employs 100 people, this is serious numbers. So a recruiter has a constant job. It's said that contact centres have some of the highest staff turnover of any profession. So this is why we've kicked off with this very episode. You're going to need to keep recruiting. Now, not everyone in this building can just serve because you've got targets to hit. You've got incomes to drive. You've got products to sell. You've got services which people want to subscribe to to sell. So it's this idea now that we're posing is should you really be service minded or sales minded? And of course, should you be a bit of both? So it's a large task for the recruiter, whether you're using an agency or you're doing this internally. It's a constant challenge. Now, the big issue with contact centres is that most of them are organised in a similar way in that you'd have teams of people. So that might be 8, 10, 12, 14 people in a team. You'll have a team leader who will look after those individuals and be the supervisor for the work that they do. There will be a manager who will look after a number of these teams and the team leaders report to that person. Then there'll be another hierarchy above them where all the different stats and what have you will be reported. So as an advisor going into a job for the first time, you will be on the lowest salary, of course. And in many cases, that's going to be around about minimum or living wage. And you will have access to, in the majority of cases, some kind of incentive scheme, whether that be commission bonus, little things that you can win from time to time. Sometimes people do vouchers, but in some form, there'll be an incentive in terms of your performance to do to do a bit better. Now, any contact center job that has some kind of incentive attached to it 
is a sales job. So even if you're called somebody who works in customer service, if there is some kind of bonus attached to what you do, I'm sorry, that's a sales job because you're being incentivized to have a better performance with your customer. Jeremy. Let's clarify why that is a sales job, because if in your service, handling a problem, a query, a complaint, the customer goes away happy, they continue to service the direct debit into your employer's bank account, which means you have retained the customer. So retention, which is an enormous part of our work and has grown perhaps way beyond prospecting in the last few years, there's far more money and it costs you less money to retain a customer. So great service is a sales job. Now, whether your brain sees it that way is another matter, but it is because by retaining that customer, they're also in a position not only to be retained, but to be sold more things, to hear about other products and services that may be brought out by your brand. Now, as a recruiter, I'm going to look at my potential employees and think, okay, is this person astute enough, have the communication skills that I require to sell and serve our customers to the level that we need them to do it. Now, that's a really big question because in certain locations, uh, certain towns that we've been in, the biggest employers will be contact centers. And when one of them raises their hourly rate by 50p, 75p an hour, there's a migration from one contact center to another where people just move across and go, right, well, I'm now working in this one. And that's a an issue. So recruitment is always a problem. But also there's this thing about earnings because I want to earn a reasonable salary. I want to have the opportunity to earn a bonus of some kind so I can earn more. But also I want to feel that I'm doing something that's very positive. Now, sometimes you'll be recruiting people and you'll think this person's a pretty good communicator. They've got a bit of something about them. But sometimes that thing about them that you like might be the wrong sort of behaviors. And sometimes as a manager or recruiter, part of your job is to actually think, is this person going to sell and serve for me in the right way? Or is this person going to sell and serve for me in a way which might damage the brand, damage the team, even if their results are good, this person needs to know the difference. And I think sometimes that very, very basic level of integrity is a really big part of this recruitment process, which is going to make sure you don't recruit the wrong type of people who could damage your business further down the line. Jeremy. I was going to say in future episodes, we'll look at the complexity of what the contact center wants you to do. Because first of all, it might be just to secure the customer. And that is more valuable than adding the range of products that they might buy. So if, for example, you were selling something that had a maximum of five things, there may be more onus placed on just selling them the core product, which is one, before adding four other additional things that can be sold into that. This is where it gets increasingly complex because some people say, I've served the customer, I've given them what they want, and they won't sell the additional items. They're rewarded enough just to do that. And so somebody with a more sales mind will go, well, actually, the more they get, the more they experience the power of our product or service. So I must discover more, ask great questions, be able to propose why uh, having this fully rounded experience in a product or service will enhance their life and be the right thing for them to buy. So we know historically that there have been companies that have taken armies of service people and asked them to become salespeople overnight and it's backfired. Famously, banking in the 1990s. You had very uh, service-led people suddenly be told to get leads to sell mortgages to people, to sell loans to people. 
and quite famously without naming them a number of banks suffered hugely with this with people wishing to leave and there was this permutation if you like of sales being dirty but it wasn't trained correctly they weren't led to realize that actually these products and services were all for the account holder and enhanced so done badly a service person mistreated or done badly in the world of sales it can be a very hard journey to take but if there is a sales through service approach which is i think is what we would really stand for right from the start then you can have multi-skilled people that's not an impossibility now that is a great point to think about the advantages of working in a contact center now some people will go and work in a contact center because they think that's all there is that's all i can get they're a mass employer i need to earn something i'll go and work there what you want is a contact center that will properly train you because if you are trained to sell effectively which is what you're doing you're selling the product or service that you're you're working for if you are trained properly to do that then you will develop skills that you can absolutely use for the rest of your life whether you become a manager or not sales skills are incredibly valuable and good sales people are well paid uh, for that very reason so that's the reason why you should go and work in a contact center and some people think well if i work in a call center, it's going to be very, very dull and mundane. It's only going to be dull and mundane if you don't have the curiosity to try different approaches with your customers so that you develop those skills so that you see what works, what doesn't work, that you change your language, change the habits that you develop over time. You don't just copy all the people around you. You become a really effective server of people on the phone in a way that creates results for your brand, in a way that is demonstrable. So you can say, look, this is what I've achieved. This is my conversion rate over time. I have really hit my numbers and gone beyond it because I'm engaging with my customers in a very, very successful way. That is going to make you very, very valuable, not just to the company you're with, who will value you more, but to other potential employers in the future. So a contact center job is a springboard to a fantastic career if you are trained brilliantly to sell and serve the customers you're speaking to. Jeremy. So really, to close, we're saying recruiters, as much as you might think a service-only mindset is what you need, it really isn't, because we need new business, we need retained business, and we need skillful people who are prepared to go above and beyond and make outbound calls. We know that certain industries are large enough to serve the incoming inquiries, but I really think that will be a big changing uh, habit that some of the contact centres of the future will move to this outbound relationship where they're able to add products and services to those on their existing base. Yes, Bobby? I'd also like to finish by saying that because of the pandemic, right now, every single brand is looking to claw back revenues and profits that they've lost over the last couple of years. If you are able to show you have the potential and the skill and help them do that, you've got a really good chance of getting a good job because that's what people are looking for right now. And actually, I think to be honest and say, what you need is someone to sell more of these things than you've currently been selling. They'll be nodding away going, okay, this person gets it. And that, I think that's a really important point. Right now, this world, this nation needs salespeople. And for you to get that job as a salesperson and to embrace it, you could do brilliantly. So look for sales-minded people to join your business is essential. Well, look, thanks for tuning in. These are going to always be 10 to 15 minutes, no longer than that. We'll be back soon with another topic that is right at the heart of contact centers. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.